Always build each other up. Be cheerful. Hold on to what is good. And thank God no matter what happens. God himself will put you together, spirit, soul, and body. If he said it, he'll do it. For those who don't know me, I'm, I'm um, Campbell Hill. I'm standing in um, at short notice for, for Colin. He's, he's had influenza, so he's had some high temperatures. So um, I'm not Colin this morning. I'm certainly not Craig. Um, I'm definitely not um, Andrew Gould. Uh, I know nothing about cows. Where is he? Is he somewhere? There, is this? Yeah, there he is. Um, but this morning, I, would, I do know a little bit about why I had fox terriers. All right, just to, just to follow on from Andrew, hey, because he always talks about cows. I thought, well, let's talk about fox terriers for a chance, hey. <clears throat> I've just got one that only, only, only three, weeks, three weeks ago, took it down to Gary. <clears throat> we got a little vest on for it, you know, and I, I went down to um, Mitre 10, got a chain and a hook and some stuff and a line so it could run up and down the yard so I could go and do some sermon preparation, right? That was all good, so that was all good. Went to the back of the house, was working away for an hour, and I look up, and there's the fox terrier running across the back lawn. I thought, how did that happen? So, well, that's just par for the course with fox terriers, apparently. They're amazing scape artists. But anyway, enough of that. Today we're here to continue the series on Try a Little Kindness. Try a Little Kindness. I'm not sure um, who actually wrote the song. Um, I'm certainly not Glenn Campbell, but he actually sung a song um, called Try a Little Kindness. Remember that song? Who remembers that song? Is anyone here? Knows hey, why don't we play it? There's people here who need to sing it. There's some people here. Just like, why don't we sing that? That's a great idea. That's good. So if you know the kind of the words, if you don't know the words, you'll pick them up. Some young people here are saying, what is this? Here we go. If you see your brother standing by the road With a heavy load From the seeds he sowed And if you see your sister falling by the way Just stop and say You're going the wrong way Yep, it's not a concert, all right. So it's it's we're here to here to, to move on. But hey, that was great singing. That was fantastic. I thought, you know, um, maybe no one would know that song, and I'd be singing it on my own. I remember though when I was in Fiji growing up, we used to have an, a Maori evangelist come. His name was Mr. Kingy, and he used to sing a song like, um, "Don't walk around this big old Maori. Feed him if you can." He'll understand. And that was my introduction to the song, so um, forgive me uh, for that. But hey, it just reminds me that, um, oops, here we go. It reminds me that that song reminds me that one person can make a difference and everyone should try. We should try a little kindness. The, uh, the, it's kind of echoed in this uh, little quote as well. I've learned that people will forget what you said. That's true. People will forget everything I've said this morning, possibly. All right, people will forget what you did but they won't forget how you made 
them feel, how you made them feel. Have a look at this photo here. You know, I hope that when I grow old, I can still be, hey, making people feel good. <laughs> Bringing some influence, showing a little bit of kindness in some, in some way or, or, or other. But you know what? Sometimes it's very easy to kind of forget about some of the stuff in our busyness of our life. You know, we can be, you know, so in, get involved in what we're doing. We can walk by people. We can not acknowledge them. We can leave someone out. We can stay in our little cliques. We can neglect newcomers. We can push in in the line because we're in a hurry. We can take our cold coffee back and be rude. But people don't forget how you made them, how you made them feel. And so it's very, very important that we kind of get to grips as we talk about this morning about what it is or what that would look like to show a little kindness. If someone was going to text you, okay, two words that may define you, what would those two words be? What would those two words be? You know, maybe we should do it now. Who wants to text something? <laughs> what would they be? I'm hoping, I'm hoping that those two words would kind of include kindness. They would incline include the way that you include others or that you might have served in some way, uh, the way you respected others, the way that you're a good friend, all of these kind of things remind us that um, kindness is something that is very, very important to us. And, and, and what would that look like? If those, if those words kind of defined us, we would be doing or saying or being certain things, wouldn't we? And that's what we want to talk about today. How can we be the kind of people that are defined, that, that display that kindness, take time to show a little bit of kindness. Some of you may know the, the, um, the story um, of a, um, when I started Good Neighbour, I got a phone call from my wife and she just said, we've been broken into for the second time in 10 days. And so we, we, we ended up going to a family group conference with a young guy, and as we sat in that conference, there were, there were lots of other people, and they'd been burgled, and they'd been hurt, and there's lots of stuff happening. I put my hand up in the midst of that, and I said, I'm not too sure what the answer is, but I need to mentor that young guy. They said, you can't mentor him, you're a victim. I said, of course we can mentor him. If that was my son, then I'd want someone to kind of get alongside him, and, and to kind of um, help him along the way, I guess. And so the, the, I got 50 hours with this young guy. So here he is on the first day that he, that he showed up to, to help paint my fence in a shirt that he'd stolen from me. And so the first thing we did was introduce him to the kitchen, gave him a big feed, and then we took him out and painted. I said, bro, have you painted anything? He says, no, I haven't painted a thing. I said, I'm glad we're starting at my place. And so we, we ended up you know, doing some work together. But that photo that you just see up on behind us there, that was a long period of time to get that guy there. I mean, he just didn't want to be there, right? He didn't need to be there. He, he, it wasn't part of his, his plan, I, I guess, until one day I was, I was traveling down, coming back home, and I had this thought, wow, I'm really looking forward to dinner. Who's had that thought? Like, man, it's roast night or something. You could smell it. It was, oh. And then this thought came to me, yes, but your friend's not. I said, what am I going to do? Well, you talked about Kaimanga. I mean, I turned the thing around, came down here and got some groceries, waited till 7 o'clock because I knew he was on a curfew, went back home, and as I drove up his driveway, he was on the front steps, his, his mother was on the lawn, and they were arguing there was no food in the house. I was like, wow. And we walked inside, and we, and, and, and I, and, and we began to just put the stuff in the pantry. And I, as I looked down beside me there, the young guy had his hands in his head and he was looking down. And I said to him, bro, what's the matter? He said, why would I even bother start to come and do 50 hours for you? Why would I bother? 
And then I just said, forget about the 50 hours. Why don't we just do one hour together? And it wasn't the court order. It wasn't the kind of because he had to. It wasn't because his parents were making to. Making to. I learned something that day. That generosity and kindness can break into places and into people's hearts like nothing else. People don't forget kindness. People don't forget that kind of generosity. And the very next day, he turns up. He turns up. And, 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 and so today, I'm gonna, we, we want to look at this whole thing about generosity, about kindness. The verse that we've been given, Craig gave me, was out of 1 Thessalonians from the Always series. It says, make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always try to be, to be kind to each other and to everyone else. And so why would Paul say that? Well, these were some of his final instructions to the, in, in his letter to the people he was writing to. And he said this, in the light of Jesus' return, all right, this is how I want you to live. Good words, eh? In the light of Jesus' return, this is how I want you to live. And I guess these words are kind of very relational. All right, it's all about this whole thing of getting on with one another. It's about, um, you know, John 13, 34 says, you know, you need to love one another. It's not easy to do sometimes, to love one another. Okay, Matthew twenty two thirty seven says, and if you're new to church today and you kind of think, what is this whole thing about? You can sum it up in, in two things, all right? Love God and love your, love your neighbor. There you go. If, you just, if we all just kind of did that, we'd be right on point. And, and, and I wonder if you've ever been caught up, as I have many times, in this whole thing that, you know, the reason why he wants us to do this is not that we come necessarily um, just to become better people, as it were, but that Jesus is interested in joining him and what he's already doing in our world. And so often we find that we, like I did with that day, we're taking those groceries. When I got there, God had already set it up. I just walked straight into that. And I was like, thank you, Jesus. This is really awesome. This is really fantastic that I get to be a part of this. I get to be a part of something that you're already kind of setting up. And so often we need to kind of ask ourselves this, or often we kind of think, what is our mission? What are we trying to do? You know, right? So uh, instead of wondering what our God's mission is for us, we should ask, ask the question or, or ask, what kind of me do I need to be for his mission? For his mission. And Paul is saying uh, that Jesus wants us to orient our lives, our lifestyles, our focus, our energies, our heart around this invitation, as it were, to join him in what he is doing, right? So therefore he goes on to say, and that's why I want you to say, don't pay back wrong for wrong, all right? Don't do that kind of stuff. That's what the, that's what the world kind of does, all right? Don't get caught up in that sort of thing because that's a, like a cul-de-sac. It's, it's a, you just don't go anywhere in that kind of thing. Um, and it's not just being about being a, uh, a better person, but the whole process that he takes us through is, is it's kind of not like a, a might attend DIY thing. You can't just do it yourself, right? Improve yourself kind of thing. It's kind of like iron sharpens iron, all right? Like a piece of iron and you get a file and you file it and you get some stuff, you know, some filings happen. Sometimes people call it marriage. Sometimes people call it friendships. You know, sometimes people call it family, whatever it is. You know, YWAM used to be called sandpaper ministry. You know, it's, it's, it's that rubbing together. You know, it's, some people even call it church where people of all sorts of, you know, backgrounds come together. And guess what happens, you know? 
Stuff happens and we get refined and we become better through the whole process. But it's not just the end goal of becoming better. The end goal is that we are trying to be more like Jesus so that we can be his change agents in the world. If you haven't already figured it out, God's doing some work in the world. He's restoring it back to the way it used to be and he's using us as part of that whole thing. But so often we get in this whole thing where, you know, hey, we're so consumed about the wrong, the hurt, all that kind of stuff. And if you're hurting this morning, I want to acknowledge your pain this morning. Some of the stuff that we go through is incredibly deep, incredibly painful, incredibly hard. It's not just a quick fix. It's a journey, and, 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 and we want to acknowledge that. But you know what? Some people get stuck in that whole thing. And instead of kind of um, learning how to grow, learning how to sometimes uh, to forgive, they get stuck and they can't move on. But God's got so much more for us because he wants us to be change agents in our world. He wants us to try a little kindness. And so Paul goes on to say, but always try to be kind. This is how he wants us um, to live. This is how he wants us to kind of work out uh, or, or, or to, um, to be in the world. And so I want to just um, take you through this little thing. I call it the blessed strategy. It's not original. I kind of found it a few years ago and I, I sort of share it wherever I go because it's such a cool thing. The blessed strategy, all right? It's a way of saying, hey, listen, I can be, all right, a blessing, all right? People said, how, but how do I be kind? How do I do this? What, 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 what could I, what, how, could, how do I start? And so I'm going to share a little bit about our good, our good neighbor kind of journey. And some of the stuff you can kind of translate, all right? You can kind of do the translation for me. And so here it is. So the first one is B for begin, right? B for begin. Some point along the way, you have to actually Start, all right? Colin and, and then um, Anderson, the thing, they actually had to take a step of faith, a step towards India and, and start that whole thing, a journey, you know? And so the people here today, you might be thinking, hey, listen, I'd love to do some stuff in my neighborhood. Oh, I'd like to do, you know, God's given me a dream and stuff like that. That dream will never happen until you take the first Take the first step. You've got to begin. You've got to begin. And maybe this, today you, you might go from this place and you say, hey, listen, I'm actually going to start something. I'm actually going to do something. All right? It might be putting something right. It might be kind of starting to read my Bible. It might be coming more regularly to church. It might be kind of asking a few more questions about this whole Christ-following kind of stuff. Whatever that might be, begin something. So at Good Neighbor, we just we, um, we uh, uh, got a team together, and then we just booked the town hall. Right? Bay Court, 300 people turned up. And we thought, wow, that's, that's interesting. Um, maybe we're onto something. And so we just began this journey. We started a projects team. And part of the crew now do about 3,000 hours every year in all sorts of different places, all sorts of different families, all sorts of different, uh, using all sorts of different volunteers. Um, and, and, and that's been very exciting. Um, our, our gardens people, now we've got 70 raised gardens in various locations uh, around the place. We've got... 10 schools now that we've got gardens into. And Garden to Table now have provide the program. Kids come along, they learn their numeracy and maths and measuring stuff and plants and they cook stuff up. They learn how to grow and they take that whole thing on. It's just, you know, and we're looking at backyard gardens, looking at connecting people who, are, who need to, to know how to grow stuff and want to know how to grow stuff and, and, and so on. Um, we got a, um, a small splitter that, that Debbie McDougall had and we borrowed a few trees from Jason's place and we started just, just 
just got started with a bit of firewood. And today we, we've got this machine, probably $80,000 machine that was donated to us. And last Saturday we put out 33 loads of firewood, about 60, 70 kind of cube of wood to all these kind of families. I mean, it just starts with one step. It just starts with a little thing along the way. And you never know where that might lead you along the way. Then some people came to us and said, hey, listen, we've got this concerned about the waste that happens. Anyone concerned about that? You know, the plastic bags, the waste, the, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's really, really important. And so they began to kind of start collecting food from supermarkets that was good enough to eat but not good enough to sell. So we just began. We just began in St. Peter's um, back in a garage, just a tiny little garage. And we were doing something like one to two tonnes a week. And then five years later, we're now doing nearly 10 tonnes a week to 60 different charities. Um, and we've got a whole heap of businesses and supporters. And we're so thankful for all your support, the people that volunteer, the people that give, the people that are part of this whole thing. I mean, it's, it's just because we started, just because we've began something. So the part of being a blessing is starting somewhere. Where's your starting point? What it is, what is it that you, you do the translation. What is it that you're um, maybe asked to start? And so we've just opened, just last week, we have got the grand opening on the 7th of June, our very own commercial kitchen. Isn't that fantastic? $390,000 worth of kitchen. All right, just about to start. And this kitchen is going to be able to kind of take that food and refine it further again. And uh, you'll see there um, the first stew that was cooked up, right, in the brat pan. I don't know why they call it a brat pan, all right, but that's what the chefs call it. And the chefs came to me. We, we pinched them from Toy Ohomai, headhunted them. They came willingly, more or less. But, um, and and they're cooking up the stuff in this kitchen. And the two chefs, they called Christy and myself into this kitchen and they had a little, they said, Cam, we, we are just so blessed that you provided this, this they call it like a, uh, like a seed bed of opportunity for us. Cam, well, you do not know how powerful this kitchen is. This is the chefs talking. When there's another arena, disaster, we are ready. And I was like, bro, this is awesome. All right, we're going to be ready. And, and, and so, you know, this is the sort of thing that can be, um, that, that happens along the way. And there's Peter Blakeway. He's one of the celebrity chefs in town who works with us. He's one of our greatest supporters, turning in rescue food into kind of gourmet kind of stuff. I mean, we're just about, we're in the throes now, just about starting a, like what we call a gap program, growing adult potential. We're going to use our backyards MSD is going to pay for it, and we're going to sort of mentor some people, get into like you know, close proximity to people's backyards. We need your help to be a part of that. All right, so um, that's just a thing that's just happening right now. But you've got to begin. You've got to start. You've got to begin to do something. Right? You'll never become, you know, a good guitarist if you just look at your guitar in the in the corner. Right? Get practicing. Get doing something. Um, whatever it is that you need to do. So B for begin. L for listen. Listen. Right? How many men? I'm just talking to the men here now. How many? How many men know that when your wife talks to you, all right, she doesn't want you to fix it. All right, no. All right, there might be a, you know, a, a very obvious fix, but just listen. Take the time to listen. So what do we do when we listen? All right, we listen with our eyes some of the times. Right, we can see stuff happening. Right, and you want to allow that to penetrate us. Allow that to be kind of become, uh, speak to us. Uh, we need to obviously just be aware. We need to be mindful. We need it to be okay that our day is interrupted. 
We're going past and we look and we see something and we think, wow, it's going to interrupt my day. I need to say so. I need to be a part of this. And that's all about listening, taking time to grow that skill, to be intentional about listening to what's happening around about us in so many different ways. So B for begin, L for listen, E for eat. I knew you'd have your attention right now. Eat. All right. And I won't be long because you know stuff's happening in the background as I speak. Um, eat with people, all right? Take time to build relationships with people. All right, around food, hospitality, inviting people back, sausages out there, cafe out here, use your homes, use whatever it is, use your wallets, invite people, take them out for coffee, do whatever it takes to get beside people and to, um, to eat together. We were doing a backyard for an, an Indian lady. She didn't have any English, like very little English. And we were able to communicate that she needed her backyard dog proofed. All right, that was the one thing. And while we were there, she was just weeping. She was crying. And she told us a story that her husband had just passed away two, two months ago and that she had to go back to India to take the ashes back to India, but she needed the dog-proof fence. So, well, we can do that. That sounds like a bit of us. And so we did. We dog-proofed the fence. Guess what she was doing? She was in the kitchen cooking up japatis. Yeah, really, really spicy japatis. <laughs> I called the team in. Rodney, one of our guys that comes here, he was helping me build. I couldn't see Rodney anywhere. I said, Rodney, come and join us for Japatis. He says, no, Campbell, I can't come in. I can't handle the heat. <laughs> I said, don't offend her, bro. You better come in. <laughs> he didn't come in. <laughs> so we ate his anyway. Anyway, hey, but you know what? She couldn't speak some English. She didn't know English, but there's a common language. There's a common language. All right? When you take time to be with people, to share with them, all right, you're communicating that love, that concern, that kindness to them in some way. And so um, B for begin, L for listen, E for eat, S for, for serve. All right? It's not hard, this stuff, is it? It's really easy. It's, it's quite practical. It, it, it kind of means we've got to do something, all right, with what we kind of I know. Um, Todd, I don't know where he's here today, um, one of our um, projects managers. We run a, a projects team every Tuesday and Thursdays from 1 till 4. You're more than welcome to join us. Anyone's welcome, all right? And, and we just send teams out, and we go and we're able to just bless our community in all sorts of different ways. We move solo parents. We, uh, we plant backyard gardens for people. All right? We tidy up grass that's over a metre high. You think, how did that get that high? Well, it does. Trust me. All right? and, and we just use whatever we have to try and go in there and, and, and to serve people. Because you, as, you, as you know, um, when you begin to serve people, all right, that opens the doors. All right? Have you found that? It opens doors, and when you have a conversation with people, it's on a very, very different level. And so we're finding all sorts of ways. Maybe, you know, this is just another way of showing kindness, isn't it? Just serving in some way. Maybe young people today, you go home and you'll start serving and preparing lunch today. Can I hear an amen over there somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe picking up the tea towel, something like that, vacuum cleaner, anything like that. Really great, good stuff. All right? And, and so there's all sorts of ways in which we can serve, isn't there? It doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be difficult. All right, so there we go. The last one is share. All right? Um, we've all got something to share, all of us. It's always something there where we can share. I was speaking to a, a congregation, uh, not a congregation, to, a, to a, a business meeting. 
and this, and this lady said, I've got a lawnmower you can have. I said, brilliant. She said, come and pick it up after the, after the meeting. So I did. There it was. <laughs> I said, you're joking me. She says, no, it cuts the lawn evenly. It's perfect. It's quiet. The neighbours will be happy with you. All right, so fertilises the lawn as it goes, and you put another one in there, and then you've got a lawnmower for next year. All right? It's just fantastic. All right? And all sorts of different levels. She was joking. All right, I was joking. There it was. And so by sharing that resource, all right, we were able to take that lawnmower into all sorts of different places. And uh, we have a lending lawnmower scheme that that mower is a part of, and it's just gone out, and it just helps people. You think it's just about lawns. That lawn doesn't get mowed. They get evicted out of their homes. Now it becomes homelessness. See how important that little resource was? And that was sitting in somebody's shed doing nothing. All right? And we, by sharing that, um, and, and so it's, it's been fantastic. So by sharing what we have, we're able to walk alongside and journey with people. And, and with Good Neighbour, we try and make it a very holistic kind of way of doing that. All right? Yes, we can mow people's lawns, but when you're standing on the final, you know, as I say, the, the finish line of your life, you know, you're, you're not really talking about lawns anymore. All right? There are deeper questions, and we want to be able to have time to share and, and talk to people about that. All right? You need a forwarding address is quite critical all right, in this whole thing. So sh- sharing some stuff, being a blessing in that kind of way. So here's a lovely proverb, Proverbs 11.11. 11. It's easy one to remember. A city becomes great when people give it their, give it their blessing, when people show kindness, all right? And so when people who learn to, uh, learn to bless, they look at their world differently. They learn to look at their world differently. It's a skill that you need to cultivate, right? Because you can just go through life and just not see some stuff. But you know what? When you look at your world differently, your eyes suddenly become open. And then all of a sudden you notice stuff. And then all of a sudden you start to see it every single day. And then you notice it's so big, I'm not really sure how I missed it. And so we want to kind of uh, um, think about this. How is it that our eyes can be opened? Maybe you're, you're kind of going through your day and, and it's just, you're just sort of tunnel visioned away. God wants to open your eyes to the needs that are around about you. And so at Good Neighbour, we kind of look at doing this in kind of three ways. All right, and you can, it's, it's, you can translate this as well. All right, we can put the neighbour back into neighbourhoods again. All right, that's quite simple, isn't it? All right, put the neighbour back into neighbourhoods. In other words, think about other people. That's what that's saying. All right. So if you've got your neighbor, new, new neighbour coming next door, all right, they just arrived, what do you think you might do? Answer? Feed them, take the muffins over, you know, go and mow their lawn or introduce them to, you know, tell them about what the rubbish collection's like or whatever you want to do. Just go in and meet them. It's not that hard. People say to me, oh, but, you know, who is my neighbour? You know, I don't have a neighbour. Your neighbour is the people around about you, wherever you are. Look around you. You've got a couple of neighbours sitting right beside you today and here in church. All right? There might be a new person here today. The difference between them coming back is probably somebody saying hello to them. Not hard, is it? Not hard. It's taking that time to be aware, putting the neighbour back into neighbourhood again. You know, what would that look like? What could you do? A meal, a smile, a welcome. It's all about kindness. It's all about kindness. Here's another one. Building relationships through practical love and action. I mean, did you hear the prayer cards this morning? There's some hurting people. There's some desperate situations, and I wish I could take you to some of the backyards that we go to. 
People are lonely, people are hungry, people are overwhelmed, people are sick, people are thinking, how am I going to cope? I don't have money in the bank, there's no fat in the system. When was the last time you worried about 30 bucks? And so it's about kindness, it's about trying to think about how we can build practical love and action. And that's, I mean, nothing says it better than a warm house, does it? Getting alongside and, and warming people up in their homes. I mean, when you go and you take a load of firewood to someone and you hear the young girl say, Mum, we can be warm this winter. When a, when a, when a young lady comes and she gives you, uh, she can't even afford the $30 for two cube of wood and five bags of kindling. And she comes in the next day because she's put it together and then she puts another $20 on top for a donation. You know that meant a lot to her. Practical love in action. You see, did you see the food there? It was all good. There's the barbecue. Look at that. We believe in eating. Come and join us. <laughs> well, that's enough of that. <clears throat> want to connect with people who are struggling and bring hope and joy. A young guy came to us from the men's shelter. He, was, he, 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 would, he had trouble with pee in the past and uh, he had done some burglaries and some other stuff to kind of sustain that habit and he, and, he, and he left Auckland to try and get away from all of that kind of stuff. And, and the men's shelter brought him down to Good Neighbour and we got him involved with our staff and um, Rick will remember um, Nelson coming down, we worked alongside him. We used to come in the ute with me and he used to sweep our shed and that kind of stuff. And I had the opportunity to not only take him to our backyards, but just to share with him about his life and about Jesus and about all sorts of other stuff. And he was open. And I, I was at a business meeting the other day and I pulled up and he, this guy comes and knocks on my window. And it was Nelson and he jumped out of a downer's ute. And I says, bro, I know we got you that downer's job, but you've really gone up in the world, haven't you? He says, not only have I got a ute camel, I've got a phone. I've got, you know. And then he began to tell me how his mother had, has arranged him to get married. I said, how's that going, bro? He said, oh, it's a work in progress, I can tell you. <laughs> so he's busy asking me all these questions about what, how, how do I get to know this girl and should I marry her and all this kind of stuff. We're, we're journeying with people along the way. And at the end of the day, we've had the opportunity you know, to bring hope and support and care and love. And that's what we can all do by learning how to share a little bit um, of kindness. I want to just watch this video and then I'm just going to wrap it up. Good Neighbour began with the idea that if we could provide practical opportunities for people to support one another, then lives and neighbourhoods could be transformed. From small beginnings right here, we began walking these streets looking for ways to help our neighbours. There must be needs in our community, but where do we start? Since we've started, we've done thousands of volunteer hours in various projects in our community. Have you ever wondered what happens to food that can't be sold anymore? Welcome to Food Rescue. Every day, our volunteers sort through tonnes of food that's good enough to eat but not good enough to sell and distribute it to hard-working community organisations in our city. So this is going to be our new kitchen where we're going to use some of that food to develop a product for sale and also develop a mentoring programme where we can get people back into employment and further education. 
Our programme will be a mixture of teaching in the kitchen and volunteering in all areas of Good Neighbour, which is where they'll learn real life skills. Welcome to the Community Gardens. This is where we grow friends, we grow food, and we bring the community together. To all our volunteers, sponsors and business community, we want to thank you for all your wonderful support. Without you, we couldn't have done any of this. On behalf of all of the people we've been able to serve and help, thank you. It's great to be celebrating all the fantastic things that are happening in our communities. Together we're transforming lives, neighbourhoods and our city. We ask the question, can we transform our community through simple acts of kindness? And the answer is yes, we can. So check out our website. We'd love for you to be involved in making a practical difference here in Tauranga. And uh, it's just wonderful to be a part of it. And so many of you have been part of our, this might be our story, but it's our journey together. And um, a book was sent to me in the mail. It's called Change Together by a guy called Matt Whitlock. And I remember meeting Matt probably about four years ago, and I told him that story I told you about the, the young guy we mentored. And it appears in this book, unbeknown to me. <laughs> and, um, and when I read the book, I thought, I'm going to read you a little chapter, little, not to say chapter, a little, little something out of this. Because he's written a little manifesto, a little something to say, this is, you know, if we're going to live, if we're going to try a little kindness, then this is something, this is, this is how we should live. All right, here it goes. This is, this is how we choose to live. We embrace inconvenience. That's a good start, isn't it? We listen deeply. We honour all and we live generously. We focus our energy locally yet engage globally. That's why we can do that amazing stuff over in India. We open up our hearts, our homes and our lives to all people in courageous acts of hospitality. When we gather, we eat well. It's good. We pray expectantly. We learn scripture we will leave our communities better than when we found them. We will promote peace, pursue unity, protect the vulnerable, but last but not least, we seek God's kingdom before our own. I thought, wow, what a call. Imagine if we all began to live like that. Imagine if today we thought to ourselves, hey, I, 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 I can try to be a little kinder. You know what, if we, if we, if we give somebody some encouragement, those are just kind words. If we stop and we, and, and we, we see someone who's hurting and we, we show kindness to listen, if, we, if there's somebody that needs our help, we stop and we do something. If there's a stranger, we, we get beside them and we include them. If there's someone who's sick, we take time to show kindness and pray. And if there's people who are hopeless, we can take the kindness to lead them ultimately to faith in Jesus Christ. And imagine if that was is what we all strove to do. Imagine if that was us. It's not hard. It's simple. And I can guarantee you tomorrow, if you say, God, open my eyes, I need to know what it is that you're wanting me to do, who you're wanting me to be, it will be right there in arm's reach, right in front of you. Will you take the opportunity? Will you take the opportunity? Some of you here today are stuck. You're caught up in the past. You've been hurt before. You know, it's all of that kind of stuff. I tried helping people before and I got misused. Maybe I've been burnt out. Maybe I'm in a position where I just need help myself right now. That's okay. 
Maybe some of you are here this morning and, and you need a wake-up call. You've been kind of coming to church, you've been living in your neighbourhood, you've been going to work and you've just been... Try a little kindness. Open up, try something, do whatever it is, begin, do something. And some of you here are saying, Campbell, God's been speaking to me. But you know, we can't do this in our own strength. Have you found that? We can't do it in our own strength. We need God's Holy Spirit to empower us. And there are people here this morning, I know it, need to come for prayer this morning to be empowered by God's Holy Spirit to do what it is that he's requiring you to do, to be who he's requiring you to be. And so take this opportunity today. I know that if we, we tune into what God's for us, that we can transform our city, our church, whatever it is, neighbourhoods, through a little acts of kindness. Just ask the team to come share with us.